Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. read from the Amplified. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable, fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and I rely, and in him I confidently trust." Verse 3, for then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his pinions, that's his feathers. Under his wings shall you uh, trust and find refuge. His trust and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. His trust, his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Say, I'm not afraid. Nor the arrow, the evil plots, and the slanders of the wicked that fly by day. Nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Nor the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. Are these verses not applicable to the times we live in? A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you be for yourselves inaccessible in a secret place of the Most High. That's where you are. You see it from the secret place, hidden by the hand of the Lord. As you witness the reward of the wicked, someone needs to say out loud, the wicked shall have their reward. And the volume of how you yell that will be how fast the wicked get their reward. The wicked need their reward. Thank you. The wicked need their reward. And the Lord is the one that will exact the reward. Where am I? I'm in the secret place of the Most High. What am I doing? Abiding under the shadow, worshiping, praising, lifting the name of Jesus. I'm contending for what he wants to do in the earth by worshiping him and making myself available for what he wants to accomplish. And I'm a spectator of all the things that are happening. Why are you a spectator? Because I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yes, there is spiritual warfare we do, but we do so from the seated place. Can I have an amen? And so because you've made the Lord your refuge in the most high dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your dwelling or your tent. For ye will give his angels a special charge over you and accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. So I like the qualifier there because it's not just in all, in your wicked ways he doesn't protect you, but in your ways of obedience and service to the Lord, he protects you. Some would say, thank you, Jesus, for clarification. Appreciate it. And they shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot on the stone. And you shall tread, some would say, you shall tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the serpent, 
you shall trample underfoot. Now that's a key verse for us and we'll get to it in just a second. Because he has set his love on me. Why will I do those things to them? Why will I be able to uh, deal with the lion and the even the young lion and the adder and the dragon, the serpent that's uh, listed here? It's because he has set his love upon us. Therefore, he uh, will I deliver him. When the Lord sets his love upon you, he will deliver you. And I will set him on high. Someone say high and lift it up. And his train filled the temple of, ooh, with his glory. Because he knows and he understands my name. He knows and understands my name. Has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, kindness, trust, and relies on me. That's capital me there. That's the Lord. Knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. If you know the Lord will never forsake you, there is an activity of the Lord working on your behalf. He, if, do you know his name? Because he knows my name. Do you know his name? Because he knows my name. Do you know he is Jehovah Shammah? The Lord is there. Jehovah, Je, Jehovah Rapha. The Lord is my Jehovah Sidkenu. My righteousness. Do you, if you know he's Jehovah Shalom. My peace, when you know his name, when you know the understanding of his name, and he knows your name, and he knows right where you are, he will take care of you. Someone say this, he shall call upon me. Who's the he? It's the thee, you and I. When we call upon him, I will answer him. So this is a promise, and I need you just to hold on to it today. When you and I call upon him, he will answer. I might need to get some spiritual wax out in my ears, but when I call upon him, he will answer. Listen, this is one of those surefire promises of God. If you call on the Lord, he will answer. And if you keep calling on him, he'll keep answering. God is not wired to ignore. It's not in his DNA. It's not his inner bent. Pastor Paramore, I just saw you. I'm sorry I didn't have you come help me pray for Brother Allen. What an amazing gift he's been to us through the years, isn't he? I honor you today, sir. I, I think about this moment that you and I are in, and when I, when I look at the, the issues that are happening, I just know that you can call on the Lord and he will answer. He will answer him in the time of trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. The Lord wants to honor people who call on his name. And how does he honor them? Look at verse 16. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. When we were talking about dwelling, we talked about how uh, in, the, in the day that we live in, the word of God has already revealed what kind of days these are and the things that are yet to be. So really nothing should be surprising us at this moment. <laughs> We've been learning to measure everything by the word of God and by the spirit of God. The word and the spirit agree and we measure everything by them. And so I'm going to stand with God's word today concerning Israel and America and any other country that I'm commissioned to go and preach the gospel to. Because God made a covenant with Abraham's seed, there is a covenant in place for Israel. Someone say the watchword is shalom. Say shalom, the watchword. So keep the watchword always before your eyes. Whenever you hear something is starting to happen, say shalom, shalom to it. Speak peace, perfect peace to it. Just declare peace. That means nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing, nothing missing. 
the prayer word is shield. He is a shield. Someone say, the Lord is my shield and my buckler. Yes. And then the action word is to bless. Who believes that? So dwelling, the word dwelling for us, we looked at how we're going to sit at the table and be with the Lord. Now, this is important. I'm going to ask you just to be reminded of it. But if you and I will dwell at the table of the Lord, the presence of our enemy will not affect us. But if I'm running around the house with my hair on fire trying to figure out what's going on because the devil's fighting me and my family, I'm missing the whole place of refreshing, renewal. So that's why the Lord says, come and set at the table with him. He invites us to go and dwell there. And you will rebuke the devil, the devil big time when you set at the table and give your attention to the Lord, the Father, who's breaking bread and offering words of direction. He loves you. How many of you know the Lord loves you? So we remain stable and fixed under the shout of the Almighty. We saw that when we're dwelling. And in our declaration, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress. So that second word declaration was really important because you and I have got to say some things. Stinking thinking will mess you up. But if you start speaking what God's word has to say, your thinking will change and your heart will follow the words coming out your mouth. My actions, behavior follows what I believe and what I say. This is important because from the dwelling place of God, I make a declaration. Seated with him at the table, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. And the word that God speaks is good. Uh, So that's Hebrews uh, 4 and 12. So let me shift now from dwelling and declaring here at the table to these two words, deliverance. I'm going to ask you to take a moment and just consider that Rosemary's baby is not a good um, learning film. The Exorcist 1, 2, or 3 is is, is just not a valid place. The Pope's Exorcist is not a good, that, that's not the place to go to learn about deliverance. Three people are in agreement. I'm, I'm concerned for a moment here. I don't want to open up four weeks on deliverance today, okay? But I do want to remind you that I did go to a Bible school that specialized in uh, setting the captives free, Dr. Lester Sumrall. And so there was such freedom that would happen in that house that demons would drive people to that church. They would get out their cars, go running down the aisle and run for an altar wanting to be set free. One time a woman come running with a butcher knife and she said, God needs a sacrifice. Dr. Sumrall said, he already has one. His name is Jesus. Come out of her in Jesus name. She fell to the ground before an usher could get to her. The ushers must have been slow that day. I don't know, but he just, he pastored us and taught us about the importance of people need to live free from the demonic attachments or possessions or involvements that people have had in their lives. And so today I want you to see in Psalm 91, there is deliverance. it's, It's found right here when you're looking at, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. That's the devil who comes to snare you. And one of the ways he snares you is through the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate. 
If he can get you looking and thinking and, and smelling and going after things, and then he can get you to follow after it, he will ensnare you. And the Lord wants us to be free. And I want you to know there's healing today for people who have been bound and oppressed by the devil. In fact, one of the things I love about the deliverance part of this is that the Lord shall deliver, is what the scripture right here just said to us. He shall deliver you. Someone say shall. Didn't say on occasion for people he really likes. It says the Lord shall deliver you. So if you are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, I really thought I would preach quiet and soft today. I'm even preaching loud without Joe helping me today. Just want you to know. I owe Joe a dollar for every time I've said something like that. Joe just won the lottery for what I just said. Look at your neighbor and say, freedom. You sound good. Help me preach. Freedom. 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 It's time to be free. Freedom. Freedom from the devil. Freedom from myself. Freedom from my trauma. Freedom from my mama. Freedom from my daddy. Freedom from what, whoever did what, didn't do what. Freedom. Why? Because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will not be, I will say, I will not be afraid of the terror at night or, or the arrow that flies by noonday. Freedom, freedom from fear, free, freedom from the demonic oppressions, freedom from my messing around with stuff I ought not to have messed around with. And now it seems to be chasing me everywhere I go. Freedom, why? Because the blood of Jesus still works. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Did you hear me? Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Hey, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. God will give us the victory. I'd say freedom. Someone needs to just declare the blood of Jesus still works. Thank you, Joe. He got me a lower key just in case I wanted to go after it one more time. And I might in just a minute, because if my foot comes up one more time, uh, (laughs) thank you, John Kessel. So I just need you to know that there's been an assignment for your deliverance to cover you. Angels have been sent to be with you. Your deliverance is more than just the chains. I just heard somebody from the balcony of heaven say, amen, pastor. And then I heard her lean over and say, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. (laughs) You just don't even know how many songs I've passed by. You don't know, but I got to tell you something. God wants you to walk in victory and deliverance and be set free. You ought to push on your neighbor and say, this is your deliverance day. Now, I'm not asking him to deliver you from your spouse. I'm asking your spouse to be delivered from your bad attitude. Can I say that? All right. So look at your neighbor and say, angels on assignment. That's really good. There are angels on assignment today, and they have an assignment to take good care of you. Now, stop going places where angels aren't allowed to go. 
I'll preach on this side a little bit. So when the angels have been given assignment, what they're looking for is my obedience to the assignment too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But angels on assignment. So I've got angels. Look at your neighbor and say, now it's time to do some stomping. Yes, it is. Because the deliverance completely and totally is connected to dominion. When I have deliverance in my soul or deliverance in my spirit, deliverance in my life, then I'm having dominion in my life. It's the kingdom of God replacing the kingdom of self or the kingdom of darkness. There is a kingdom of darkness that is wanting to take possession of sons and daughters. And we, it's our job to say no to that. Can you say no? We're going to say no to the kingdom of darkness. But then there's the kingdom of self. And there's a throne that's right there in the center of my life and my soul. My heart has a throne. And somebody's sitting there. Is it Jesus? It's the best person to have there. Is it me? Because when I'm sitting on the throne of my heart, I'm in charge. I think I'm large and in charge, but I'm really failing. Have you met people who really think they're in charge of everything, but it ain't working well? So I don't, I don't want the kingdom of darkness, but I really don't want to rule my own life. But God does not ask me to become a subordinate. He asks me to be seated with him. So what does he do? If I put him on the throne of my heart, then I sit with him in heavenly places there in my heart. In other words, he still wants me to use my will. I'm not being possessed by God, but I am a possession of God. What does that mean? I, I'm a son, so he calls me one of his own. Uh, and that he, I am a possession of God, but I'm not possessed. I'm not a robot. You're not a robot. I'm a son. I have a will, and I can use that will. I can follow him, or I can reject him. And he will allow that. Why? Because he made us that way. I have just found that the light is much one, more wonderful than the dark night of the soul. <laughs> the backside of the desert. Can I have just an amen for a second? So you, you shall tread upon the serpent and you put him under feet. So uh, there are four items here I'm going to list in the next um, 12 minutes. Give me 12 minutes here. Are you ready? The first one is this. You shall tread upon the lion. I want you to see that the lion here is Satan. And I, I want to look at 1 Peter. Um, let's go to 1 Peter 5 and 8 for just a second. We'll just, we'll just anchor our faith in this. First Peter 5 and 8. Verse 8 says, Be well balanced or temperate, sober of mind. So there's, there's a, a, an anchoring verse also for how when Jesus sets upon the throne of my heart, what I'm giving him is a lordship, but I am the steward and the son of this domain. One of the areas that we know that needs um, great attention from the Holy Spirit and from us, the believers, is the area of mental health. There are many people struggling and they need, they need health mentally. They need health with their heart and their memories. They need health with their spirit. They need health with their body. We are a triune being, spirit, soul, and body. And our soul is made up of mind, will, and emotions, and memories, dreams, what I envisioned my life to look like. But every time somebody thought he was going to go to 
do a work in Veracruz, Mexico, he was yet surrendered to the king on the throne of his heart while he would fulfill the desire of that king. So he wasn't bifurcated. His heart was to go to Veracruz. But where did he go? He ended up going to Haiti. Why? Because he saw that the Lord's word was there is a need there and that need needs to be met. And so he and she said, we will go. And they went. They were willing to go and do whatever was necessary to follow the will of God. I want you to see that there is a lion for your enemy. The Bible says, be vigilant and cautious at all times for the enemy of yours. The devil roams around like a roaring lion in fierce hunger. He walks around like I want to devour seeking someone to seize upon and literally destroy them. So this first, these four here in Psalm 91, way back on, I think it's on verse 13 there, we're looking at these four areas and I want to just address them before you go this week. I want you to take this knowledge with you and apply it in your life. One, there is a lion, he is Satan, and he wants to eat your lunch and you. <laughs> and if you and I are going to put him underfoot, can I have an amen on that? So we know from first Peter five and eight, there is an accuser of the brethren and he is the one who seeks to divide and conquer, but he is a defeated adversary. Praise God. The Lord has defeated him. He is defeated. Jesus has defeated the devil. So even though he walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, we know that we stand up to that mess and we put him under our feet. Someone say, under my feet. Under my feet. Under my feet. Un See, you're learning a new song already. Satan is under my feet. It's an old one, but it's a good one. So we put him under our feet. So this is what I'm going to do from Psalm 91 this week. I'm going to remember the roaring uh, lion who wants to devour. Uh, I'm going to put him under my feet. He's the accuser of the brethren. How do I know this roar is Satan? Accusation is in the roar. So when you hear accusations, shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Number two, let's move on. The adder or the serpent. When he will deliver us or he has given us the ability to tread upon. I have to look at two passages of scripture at the same time. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second while I get there. So I just need to look at it right here. I love the way it says it here. You will tread upon the lion and adder. So you and I know we're going to take the devil out. And that doesn't mean to a meal. We're going to take him out by destroying his actions. I'm not going to be his meal. He has already been ate up with a dumb head. He's a loser. And now he just wants to, he wants to take anyone he can with him to hell. Why would you want to follow the devil? He's going straight to hell with his britches on, ladies and gentlemen. His days are numbered. Are you hearing me? And so uh, all he has is the, the power to deceive and to take others with him to the place of his destiny. But your destiny is to be with Christ. 
And so when I look at that verse there in 13, I'm reminded here that the adder represents to us the serpent. Do you remember when the, when the Lord told Moses to lift up the serpent in the wilderness? The fiery serpents were biting all the children of Israel and they made a bronze serpent and they lifted it up on a stick to represent Christ on the cross. It is the serpent that you're going to put under your feet is sickness and disease, trauma, mental uh, challenges or, or mental attacks, uh, uh, wherever there's been a struggle in your mind, physical or spiritual. The adder for us today represents us putting under feet those things or taking authority that it has to be I am going to find my place of wholeness now. You're under my foot. It was a picture of whenever a conqueror conquered, they would bring the king of the conquered nation and bring them before the emperor and they would set their foot on top of the head or the neck of the conquered foe as a picture for all of the people there celebrating the victory to see they are under my foot. The, the, the person or the king or the nation that was bringing problems to us and chaos to us and struggle, the devil who is bringing sickness and disease, attacking people's uh, mental health. We have the right to have a sound mind according to scripture. And so I want you to see here, the adder is a picture here for us of that. So Luke 10, did you go there already? Who found that one already? So if you're there, you're here, you're ahead of me. Luke 10 and 19 is one of my favorite verses. I just wanted to read it from this one. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall by any means harm you or in any way harm you. So the Lord wants to give you mental strength and mental health over the adder that comes to bite. Remember, Paul is on his way to Rome, and so there's been a shipwreck, and there's been great signs and wonders happen at the hands of Paul, the Bible says, and he's putting the wood into the fire, and as he does, a serpent bites him, a serpent that would kill him in an instant. So the devil wants to take out your ministry of healing, but you and I are called to put our foot on the head of the lion who is accusing and you're called to put your foot on the head of the adder who is bringing sickness and disease, fear, struggle, emotional depression. He wants us healed. And so Jesus has provided healing for that in the atonement with his stripes, with the crown of thorns in his head. I loved it when Pastor David talked to us about joy and the importance of having joy and and stirring up joy. Joy is not just an emotion that kind of swings by and you grab it if you can catch it. It's joy is on the inside and you stir it up. I love that. So the adder, sickness is being put under your foot. Here's Here's the third one. Are you ready? The young lion. Say young lion. In Psalm 30 and uh, Psalm 34 and 10, the verse talks to us about the hunger of the young lion. The young lion doesn't get to eat. It's hungry. Why? Because the adult lions are eating up the prey. Whatever has been caught and killed, they're eating it. And the young lions are hungry. And there's something about this passage. The Lord wanted you to see here in Psalm 91 that there is a lion (laughs) that represents uh, uh, in in a picture form the, the hunger and the lack that happens in our lives. Poverty, uh, financially, uh, spiritually, physically, relationally, there's poverty that happens there. And the Lord wants you to put the young lion even under your foot. It's time for lack to be dealt with. I will not lack 
relationships. I will show myself friendly and I will have friends. I, I will lend myself to being kind and kindness will come back. The young lion is in lack. Whenever you see a young lion in scripture, it's speaking of lack. It's speaking of uh, where abundance has gone and run away or where there's no strength to be able to get what God has promised. And so he wants that under your foot too. For you to tread upon, put your foot down on lack. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And all these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.